bad. That's it. I'm just going to be silent. Still being silent. It's a quiet place. Welcome to the Center Cut. I am Michael. And I am... Ah, I see what you did there, David. Today was many months in the making. We finally, finally, finally have Marcus and Nick from Now Try This, a very, very great podcast on the show. Nick, Marcus, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Yes, second thank you from me as well. I'm Nick, so they know the voice. Uh, This is Nick talking. Got and it. I am Marcus. This is Marcus talking. Yeah, crush They're it. probably not going to remember, so if you guys could just say your name every sentence that it, somehow in every sentence that you say, we'd appreciate that, yeah. Or we could be like Pokemon. Or we could talk like in third person. Nick feels yeah. very strongly that that is a great suggestion, Dave. Yes. No, I like the Pokemon idea. I'm just going to say like, Dave, Dave, and then I'm going to talk. Guys, what is your thing? Why should people listen to you? What it do? What it do? We're into BDSM. We're into wait. What did? What's the? Question? I mean, yes, but also podcast specific. Oh, the podcast. Yeah, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Now Try This. Marcus and I have been best friends for years, and that feeling you have of watching something you love and having no one to share it with, that emptiness you feel, we wanted to fill that void with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, I teach. I teach you up. You're supposed to take it from there. Uh, well, Nick, I couldn't tell if your face was waiting for them to laugh and then you were going to continue talking because you're no, my face was I was proud of my joke, but I had no No. more. Okay, got it, got it, got it. No, yeah. So we started the podcast because we were tired of telling our friends that we wanted them to watch something and they never did. So we forced each other to play that role. And uh, that's what our podcast is. Every week we go back and forth, giving each other something to try that the other one has never tried before. And then we talk about why the person giving it loved it and what the person trying it for the first time thought about it. And the coolest part is Marcus and I have had similar lives, but for somehow we have gone way down different divergent paths for some of the media we watch. So I've given Marcus things like Gilmore Girls and The Notebook. Solid. Solid. And Marcus has given me things like Berserk. Leprechaun in the hood. (laughs) (laughs) We do a lot of nerdy things, anime and horror, but there are always things out of left field, too, that like a lot of rom-coms come from Nick. For example, I also just gave Marcus a whole episode about a woodworking company that has a YouTube channel. I know Wormwood. Marcus, see, this is what the fans want. Yeah, yeah. No No one wanted that episode. (laughs) I've been wanting to get some of their stuff for for, uh, my Descent games for a while, but it's just very expensive. That was Marcus's takeaway. That was my whole takeaway from the video. It was like, yes, this video is nice. This is propaganda for a product. Well, yeah. And we cannot afford it. That we can't afford at all. Yeah. I literally messaged you guys this, but I recently listened to your episode on everything, everywhere, all at once, which, Mm -hmm. first off, if you haven't seen that movie, what the hell are you doing? It's better than A Quiet Place. Go do that now. But listening to you guys cover it reminded me that you two are just less ridiculous versions of us. Now, that's not to say that you don't get ridiculous. You just have very nice fingers, and we have big, floppy hot dog fingers. Like, you're smart, and we're just madcap. 
Thank mm-hmm. you. We appreciate that. We'll we'll talk more about your show before we leave today. But mm-hmm. before the people that actually just came here for a quiet place turn this off and throw their iPod or Zoom out the car window, that's what people that like this movie. That's where they listen. Did to the you just on. make a 2008 reference to a Zoom? Yeah, I sure did, David. What exactly are we doing here today? We are here to cover A Quiet Place. Me and Michael are going to recap the beginning and end of it for us. And then Nick and Marcus have some questions for us to see who can figure out what happened in the middle. Yeah, I'm excited for it. But before we get any deeper into the recaps and such, I just want to say up front that I love the concept of this movie. It is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Concept itself. And I basically do my own version of the family every morning when I'm headed to go do my Oculus before work because my wife Ashley can fall asleep in an instant, but she's such a damn light sleeper. So I have to like tiptoe past her. I have a special (laughs) path that I've memorized to avoid the creeks. Like if I'm one inch off, it makes a creak. I'm like, oh no. It literally takes me 20 seconds to close the bedroom door so I don't make a peep. Mainly just because you're afraid of her. Like a lot. Yeah, you're scared she's going to attack you like one of the aliens. Exactly. She would tear me up. Yeah, just like that fucking dumbass kid. Spoiler alert. (laughs) So A Quiet Place loudly came out in 2018. It was directed by John Krasinski. Yes, Jim Halpert himself. And he and his wife, Emily Blunt, both star in it. Uh, It was a box office killer bringing in over 300 mil more than it cost to produce and has a not quiet at all 96 on Rotten Tomatoes which probably makes it one of the highest rated movies we've ever covered on the podcast. So bravo, guys. Bravo. It's up there. I'm just keeping a mental count of how many sound-based puns you're going to try to make during this episode because you're at like three. You're going to lose count, buddy. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. Yeah, John Krasinski is just so hot right now. Everyone loves themselves some John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. He's a dork without the beard, but he gets the big old beard and he's like sexy, sexy man. Yeah, yeah. he's very Agreed. talented. He is. This movie solidified that. David, let's get into the recaps. All right, here we go. For those of you that may not have figured it out from the name of the movie or if you looked at the premise of the movie, there were in our 15 minutes, one word and one loud yell that were spoken <laughs> Zero of those were in the first 15 minutes. So this was a new experience for me. Is it really a new experience, though? Because our listeners know that every April Fool's Day, we do the middle of a movie with no sound. So That's true. Is, yeah, we're, we're used to doing things with no sound. Oh. Once if anything, this is actually intended to have no sound so we can actually figure out what the hell's going on. Right. So we do just see some intro credits, our normal kind of intro, like Paramount and stuff like that. But well, when that first Platinum Dunes credit thing came up, I yeah. thought it was a part of the movie and we were just like learning about where the creatures came from. Like I thought yep. that was their home planet was Platinum Dunes. I really did. I was like, <laughs> it was just a production company. Well, yeah, but it looks like a planet. So and the sound uh, particularly, yeah. like, I think the sound tips you off to a lot of those when there's like a song playing or something like that. But here we're like hearing the ominous mm-hmm. sounds from the movie over them so it was interesting so i'm not crazy. but we do see a uh, a title uh, screen here that just has day 89 we could tell that kind of an apocalypse level scenario has happened this whole town is abandoned they're just like cars in the middle of the street and leaves blowing across the road which is always a telltale sign that mm-hmm. it's the apocalypse now our camera kind of pans over to a small market called larkins and we uh, we kind of enter the market, see a bunch of creepy shots of this kind of abandoned place with more leaves blowing around. A fucking child goes sprinting across the screen. Now, the first time I saw this, I was convinced that this child was the horror of this horror movie. <laughs> because the first few shots we see of him, we don't see his face. The first few shots were even like just his feet. 
And I was like, oh man, it's going to pan up and this kid's going to be like a weird zombie uh, something. And like, this is what they're trying to hide from. Turns out it's just, just a kid having a good old time for now. So we only see his feet for a while, but then a young girl kind of walks behind him and then he goes sprinting across again, just all over the place. The girl continues to walk through the market and uh, we get our first view of her hearing aid. So she is hearing impaired or, or deaf. A slightly older boy we see sitting behind the front counter of this market. He's not looking great. And uh, Emily Bunt is here now and searching around for some medication for him. Now, I'm sure we're going to talk about it more as we go on. But come on with the no shoes. Is it really that much quieter? Yes. Than wearing something on your feet? No. hundred yeah. percent. Yes. No, Michael. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I would argue. I would argue <laughs> you're that wrong. you're far more likely to stub your toe or step on something sharp and be like, oh, owie, ouchie. Like that's louder than than the little bit of rubber touching the ground that you're going to get. Like if I step on something sharp, I'm, I'm yelling. I'm Have yelling. you seen the TikTok of the man who decided to go barefoot? Like in no. this movie or in real life? No, in real life. <laughs> no. So this man has decided to go barefoot and throughout walking barefoot in the world, you develop calluses on the bottom of your feet so you can step on sharp objects and stuff like that without really yeah. feeling them on top of also making less noise than sneakers. But do I want blisters and stuff on my feet? Like, bro, just well, wear some want to live in a post-apocalyptic world with, uh, sometimes you got to deal with the hand you're given, dude. Wear mm -hmm. some moccasins. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying wear flip-flops or tap shoes. <laughs> there, there's got to be something better I mean, than like, where, barefoot where on the sand hell patches. in this little town within walking distance where they're supposed to get some moccasins? <laughs> Did you see Larkins? Shop. It was barren. They have not resupplied yes. for a long time. You're telling me there ain't no moccasins in the thrift shop? There's got to be a Goodwill within a five-mile radius. And every Goodwill has moccasins? <laughs> Everyone that I've seen. <laughs> all I can imagine now is we're all in this apocalyptic world, and we're dealing with no shoes and we're looking for food. But Michael, not food, <laughs> not supplies, <laughs> not fire. It's like, if I fucking stub <laughs> my toe, I'm going to lose. It's, it's actually accurate, though. I would. I would. Haven't eaten for weeks. <laughs> You're shitting in a corner in the convenience store. <laughs> but moccasins. I need to find I the moccasins. God damn Yeah, moccasins. I mean, the show's on day 89 right now, but Michael would have been dead on day like three. <laughs> There's no way. I 100% no agree. Way. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I know this about myself. I'm not an apocalypse survivor. So... Emily Blunt finally finds what she was looking for. She was looking through medications. I couldn't make out what the medication was, no. but she found it and it gave it to her son trying very hard not to make any noise. Still made a lot of noise, though. Still made a decent amount of noise. It's clear that like it is kind of loud, abrupt noises that are an issue, but like just general quiety noises aren't terrible. But the girl walks up to the counter, the young girl, and looks concerned. Emily Bunt uh, turns around and uses sign language to communicate that he's okay, uh, who we find out is her older, I think older brother, or maybe younger brother. I don't know. Her brother is okay for now. The young girl uh, is continuing to walk through the shop trying to keep an eye on her younger brother, uh, the small boy who was running around like crazy earlier. She finds him drawing on the floor with chalk, he drew a rocket and signs that this is how they're going to get away, which uh, which is is pretty smart. But then the kind of the camera kind of pans out and we see that he also drew a turret on the floor. So I'm not sure he's the one we should be looking to for solutions. <laughs> this kid just sucked from the get go. Kid, you know, well, no, you know, everybody's walking barefoot around this pharmacy and you're going to draw the biggest, bluest, jankiest rocket with a turd coming out the bottom with like wet paint or windshield marker. If I get cerulean rocket paint on my good foot, you're dead to me. 
You're dead to me. Do you have a bad foot? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I am hypothesizing. I'm predicting what my feet would be. In the You're house. assuming oh, okay. it. He's assuming, assuming he would have a bad foot yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's made it 89 days, yeah. he's lost one foot already. <laughs> he's got at least one bad foot. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But also, Michael, I think you might be expecting too much from this chi- these children. Uh, if the uh, God forbid the post apocalyptic world this exists in the real world, and you are with your family, I feel like we need to temper your expectations <laughs> for your kid, your children, because they're 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 not Michael. Have they're not getting children? a rocket. They're not getting a rocket. I hate to yeah. break it. It's not the turd that's the problem. They're not getting a rocket. <laughs> I, I mean, I would argue that the turd is the problem. Trying to keep a kid quiet to begin with is an extreme challenge. So Mm -hmm. if they're staying quiet and drawing on the floor with chalk, like have at it. They're so smart. They're killing it. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Wow. No spoilers for what's about to happen. Unfortunately, (laughs) she does find her brother in the next aisle over after he ran away from his rocket ships. Uh, And he's climbing on top of a box and trying to get an actual rocket ship toy off of a high shelf. He's he's reaching and knocks it off. The sister is able to swoop in and catch it just before it hits the floor. And everyone looks extremely concerned. Give me the kid. I'll kill him myself. Just his stupid, dumb camo pants. It's been three months now. Three months. Perfect. We're three months good. into the, 89 days in the apocalypse. Good quote. Give me the kid. I'll kill him myself. You're going to do a one toe reach hashtag milk crate challenge to grab a loud ass rocket. Just feed him to the monsters. Dude, this kid's like four years old. What do you expect? He of doesn't him? know any better. He's four. That is old enough to know consequences. So, okay. So right now you have a child. Yeah. Who is young. Yeah. <laughs> He's not four. Okay. Fine whatever he will be someday two years from now this apocalypse happens and you have to try and convince your son to be quiet all the time and you're saying that if after 89 days he hasn't figured it out it's just time to murder him i would be okay you're with gonna, a third you're party kill your son him. i yes. so call call your wife in i want to have a chat with him. <laughs> you're gonna your kill your son gonna see if this. no no i'm that. not gonna kill my son i'm saying that a third you, party you hope that someone else would be smart enough to do it is what Got you're saying it. I'm just saying a third party would want to kill my son. And you want to be that third, third party for someone else's son. <laughs> Correct. You're saying. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> got it, got it. I have a question for you two. Just to put all things you say into perspective, the episode I listened to, you guys had a debate about bidets. Which one of you was pro-bidet and which one was you anti-bidet? You're pro-bidet. I'm anti-bidet. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, cool. That's what I, the vibes I was getting from this yeah. podcast so far. <laughs> yeah, Michael's just... all pro, also pro one-ply toilet paper. So he's <laughs> I, that's, that's the part that drove me savage. crazy. Yeah. I almost broke my phone listening to that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to stub his toe, but he's okay with his asshole bleeding all the time. That puts everything else into perspective, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So this young girl brings the boy up to John Krasinski, who has walked in the front door. He sends him off to find his mother and then shows the daughter that he's collected some some electronics to help uh, bolster their radio and communication software that they have at home, as well as their monitoring software that they have. And he gives her a hole punch? What, what's with what the whole talking that he about? That he was a multi-tool. Oh, are it. you on crack? <laughs> Look like a hole punch. Oh. <laughs> it was a multi-tool. It's got like fires and so, Michael. You thought nine. it was a hole punch. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Okay, it was a hole punch. What was going through your mind of the purpose and the reason? Like, what did you think was going to happen with that hole punch? 
Because normal people think, oh, that makes no sense. I must be wrong. It must be something else. But you're like, no, no, no. It's a hole punch. <laughs> so where's where's the rest of the film going? For I you? just thought she was really into arts and crafts. I don't know. <laughs> she she might be you doing get to the last the 15 minutes and there's just like paper mache. Yeah, like, she's, she's, <laughs> bu- she's building up her Etsy shop for when the world turns back around. Okay. Everyone needs a hobby, bunch. right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> but uh, but they return and uh, Emily Blunt and everyone kind of all, all group up at this point because he went and got his mom and he returns with the said rocket ship in his hands and everyone is immediately like, oh, shit, this is bad news. So John slowly takes it from him, removes the batteries out of the back of it and signs to him that, you know, he can't have stuff like that. It's too loud, too loud. How do you, how do you do not it? know at this point, kid? Come on. <sighs> There'll be some culpability. Go on. <laughs> I, I think you guys are missing the part where, like, he thought the rocket would help them get away. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't uh, miss it. Like, the child. Okay. M- Michael. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, innocence of the child wanted to help their family. Well, I guess the problem is why do you, why do you have a dumb child? Like, oh, uh, sure. Okay. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're right. I would never have a dumb child. Yeah. I feel saying. like. The one pl- I don't want to bring up toilet paper again, but the one ply like really <laughs> grating your butthole every time you wipe, I think has slowly wiped away some of your soul in the yeah. process. Is the vibe I'm getting? What little amount that was there to begin with is gone. <laughs> it's gone. That may be true. Okay. <laughs> So they all start to walk out of the store. As they leave, the sister grabs the now batteryless rocket ship and gives it to her brother as like a, hey, I got, I got you, bro. And then walks out. <laughs> and then the little boy grabs the batteries, too. Is like, well, these seem important and grabs those and the puts them in his pocket and off they go. They, they start walking down the street, down these sand paths that they've made throughout the entire town to, to make their steps quieter. Moccasins. Just so much easier and cheaper. Way less effort than having to lay out a Hansel and Gretel sand line. It just doesn't make any sense. I like how you paused because you thought we were all going to say something, but we were all in shock. Yeah, you bring up the moccasins again. <laughs> yeah. we you like, also said yeah, cheaper. Fucker. Like, the sand is free. Everything's free in the apocalypse. <laughs> <Everything's free. laughs> yeah. I meant cheaper, like, time and effort-wise. Time and effort is your monetary value at this point. <laughs> they just, That's like, the equity. They just, $10 into the register at the market no, when they took no. the drugs and the rocket ship was like, here, for, for when Bob comes back, he's just on an extended vacation. No, I'm saying time and effort <laughs> is your new equity and you're spending more time and effort to lay out these lengthy sand lines than you would just finding a nice pair of moccasins. I will say I agree with you, Michael. Obviously, as you guys can see from the film, they put a lot of time and effort into all their fail safes and how they took care of everything. Mm. And they still in 89 days, first 89 days, I would have been like shit in my pants. Yeah, I wouldn't have been like day two. All right, let's start putting sand in the the, the paths all through. (laughs) Yeah, it's far. Their farm's far. It looks like. Yeah, it does look far. They definitely go on on quite a jaunt. We do see them walking home, we presume. They're walking across this this bridge eventually. And first and foremost, I want to talk about the order in which they're walking because this is absolutely absurd to me. Dumbest order. (laughs) Dumbest order. John Krasinski is walking first, leading the way and carrying the older brother because he's sick and that's fine. And he's a man, so he's got to carry the son. Yes, Obviously, <laughs> so there's a lot of masculinity in this movie. We can talk about it later. <laughs> OK, perfect. Behind him is Emily Blunt. Why? This seems absolutely insane to me that she would be walking behind right behind him. And then behind her is the daughter. And the behind the daughter is the youngest boy. Why in the hell would they go through all of this preparatory effort and everything 
And then the two of them walk in front of two children with just them. Like you have this four year old, like if Emily Blunt was walking behind him, she would have immediately saw he was playing with that toy and, and been like, Oh, nope. And taken away from him. But instead they have a, like a freaking four year old walking by himself behind there. And no one's even looking back or anything. That's absurd. Yeah. And he's like, he's a mentally handicapped four year old wearing a scarf. Like keep him in your eye line 24 seven. Oh my oh God. My There's so many what? things that I want to say to you, Michael. <laughs> But and the thing I was going to say is, Dave, I, I love the comment that you said. And I was going to say, wow, Dave, uh, now I know you're the smart one on the podcast. But then Michael said that. Yeah. And totally redeemed myself. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's great. It's like D &D, you, you guys play D&D &D at all? Yep. Yeah, it, it's like the order of the party. You put the squishy people in the middle. You put the tank in the front. Yeah. You put mm -hmm. the perceptive, yeah. the perceptive guy in the back. Like this is like elementary level yep. D and D. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, fail. They yep. should have been nerds. Agreed. Way to go, John Krasinski. So they are walking across this bridge, and we do see a shot of John Krasinski's face, and he's slowly walking, and then out of nowhere, we hear the sound of that spaceship booting up. Then in a flash, we go to the daughter and then we hear nothing. So it's supposed to be kind of like hearing what she hears. Love that effect. But while that's happening, we see John Krasinski drop everything, including his son, which I don't know if he just like <laughs> full on just dropped him or if he slowly placed him down, but hurled him into the lake. And then he takes off his backpack, turns around and starts to sprint back towards the youngest boy because he knows uh, something bad is about to happen. And then the camera kind of pans and we could see this giant four or six legged alien running through the woods and heading for the youngest boy. John Krasinski is also sprinting, but when he's a few steps away from the youngest boy, that creature comes flying out of the side of the screen and just takes the boy out and he's gone. I am that Drake meme and the first panel is kill an annoying adult and then the second panel with smiling Drake is kill a kid in the first 10 minutes. I love it. Instant karma. And here's the reason I like it though. It means that nothing is off the table. Like everybody is fair game. Yeah. Give me media where shitty kids die. Hell, you can even kill a good kid here and there because that's real life, homie. Like the Reaper don't discriminate. And I'm sick of media always <laughs> only killing able-bodied adults. It's great to see kids die in media, not in real life. Jesus, there's nothing the wrong episode. with that statement. I, I don't want to see kids die in real life, but in the media, yes, <laughs> this is the one. There, you know, there have been a number of times where Michael has pushed the line, and uh -huh. I've I've thought like this could this could be it. But the number of times he's talked about killing this young child, I think this might be our last episode. <laughs> Dave, we have a spot on our podcast for you if you want to come join awesome. us. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, but might a, I might need a job after this. You don't agree, though, that it's it's a breath of fresh air to see a child die in a horror movie. I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> you say something so smart and poignant, Michael, because the point of the stakes are there and you don't know what's going to happen. It's such a good point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But yeah. then you lay it down with like <laughs> a nihilist trying to be hip. <laughs> the Reaper don't discriminate. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you? <laughs> like, he's just like your homie back in town. He's like, you know, the Reaper fucks with everybody. <laughs> no, I would love him. He, you go to Michael and you're like, my child just died. He's like, Reaper don't discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. I think what's getting lost in my maybe over embellished misguided statement is that 
it's it is it's about the stakes and for me when that happens especially that early in a movie it just it opens things up that wouldn't normally have been opened up it's not getting okay. lost it's just getting overshadowed by <laughs> your hatred yes. for this child <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fine uh, but fine. you're right i think i think the first 10 minutes of the movie are like so fucking poignant mm-hmm. how like it's so qu- it lets itself be quiet Yep. It lets itself yeah. be quiet. It lets you figure out yourself what's going on with context clues. There's yep. no, there's no uh, words at the beginning said. Eighty nine days ago, <laughs> aliens crash land this town, and they are attracted by sound. So now everyone has to be as quiet as they can. Yeah, and a lot of movies would do mm, that. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, 100%. that's true. Also, something you guys missed by watching it at home was in the Nick and I actually saw this together in the theaters. Ah. In the theater, it was quiet. Like you could not hear a pin drop, or I guess you could hear a pin drop is the correct phrase. <laughs> but it was quiet, and it was amazing to just it was like full. I've never. It was a full packed theater. There's so many. Everyone's oh. like just holding out. their breath to see yeah, what. Yeah, exactly. And it was crazy. It was it was such an experience. And when that kid got everyone. <gasps> yep. Great movie moment. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, after that title card, it's a quiet place, guys. And I'm out by because unlike Michael, I don't want to see a child die or oh, like an old person die within the first 10 minutes of a movie. Sorry. Well, here's the other thing, though. They didn't make it gruesome like because the, then that would have been another no, thing. If yeah. we saw a gruesome death of the child. OK, yeah. you know, I, even I would not be into that. But they just like swooped him away. So, yeah, it was quick. But we know we know. But now it's day 472. It's been quite some time. One year and 18 days later. And then we see John Krasinski, who is, we find out later, in his basement. But he's observing a bunch of monitors that are all showing different camera angles of this farm that we we find out they're living on. And we also see that he's got all kinds of stuff down here. Like, he's been trying to figure out how to solve their their sound monster problem. He's analyzing newspapers to try and find details about them. He's got a whiteboard with stuff drawn on it and connected with lines and maps everywhere, reporting sightings and everything. So yeah, he's working diligently to try and figure out what the fuck they're going to do. I get that it's dramatic effect, but if you need to remind yourself that the creatures are blind and attack sound and you need medical supplies to survive by writing it on a whiteboard, you're, you're probably going to die. You're probably going to die. That was the only re- unrealistic thing I felt like in the movie. I also hated that. It was what? like, survive. Blind? <laughs> yeah. Sound. <laughs> Exclamation. Yeah, because like, yeah. if you don't write it down. And he's looking at, what does it mean? Yeah, that wasn't a fan. But, but I, like, I get why they have to have it. And it's referenced again later in the movie. Like, okay, but it, it took me out for a second. Yeah. But yeah, he does sit down at his radio. He's got a list of different shortwave frequencies that are available. And he is putting his headphones on and does Morse code SOS to listen for a response and you could tell by the sheet he has that he's just slowly working his way down the list trying every frequency trying to get somebody else who is living somewhere the remaining brother at this point is sitting in an old pickup truck pretending to drive like he's like practicing to drive but having never driven I'd assume John goes in and gets him brings him inside and then we see Emily Blunt who is setting up a mobile Mobile? Mobile? I don't know. <laughs> it was definitely the last one, but we'll it's okay. See, I don't know. It, I, it's, I, I did mobile. a lot of I did a lot of research. Who the and fuck said mobile to you, Marcus? <laughs> apparently could be pronounced any way. Okay. Mobile. Look at this here mobile for my kids that go spinning right around and make hey. all the mobile is real nice for everybody. Back and forth between someone in like Alabama and Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm a professional actor, but I'm very bad at accents. <laughs> <laughs> An ongoing joke. So she hangs this uh, this mobile over what we presume is is a crib for her soon to be baby because she is pregnant. Lee, why? Why would you do this, Lee? A, yeah, it must bad. have been very quiet sex. That's boring. If she ain't screaming, I ain't creaming. That's what I always say. I don't. I don't actually say that. I'm just kidding. Do you, can we call your wife in for verification? I was, I was just kidding. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't say that. I just. I just thought it sounded funny. You wrote that down. That was on your notes. That was on your notes. You wrote that down that as was a, a joke. Pair joke. A hundred percent. I did write it down. Yeah. If she's not. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious on the podcast. I ain't crazy. Yeah, and he's got like he's got like a number of different last words like all crossed out like dreaming. <laughs> Creaming. Beaming. Oh, that's a contender. He's got the same whiteboard that Lee has but with the joke he's trying to work out. That stupid joke right now. Yeah. No, but B and more importantly, I think that even Republican senators would be like, I think an abortion's cool this one time because that baby is going to be so loud. This sucks. This sucks. Why would you bring this into the world? You're, you're wrong. They would tell you that you would have to, but okay. then they would do it. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Right. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. But yeah, I did think this was just a ridiculous. I understand if you were sad after the loss of your youngest son. I get it. But. This is the, the dumbest thing. These are different do, times. Is have a child right now. Like, what in the yeah. world were you thinking? You just need someone else to bring up the caboose on your walking home <laughs> from the market line? I get it. But all of the condoms must have been where the moccasins were at and they couldn't find them. Must have been. Yeah, where they kept all the moccasins. And moccasins. I'm opening a condom and moccasin store just for the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Super sad is they probably had all these same thoughts and like probably were like, let's not have sex a lot, a lot, a lot. And then there's just, you know, it's yeah. just one night. It's like, it's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine this one time. And then that was the time. There's always or they fucking all the time or they're like <laughs> fucking bunnies. They're going at it and it was yeah. inevitable. I'm not sure which one. They could have just done anal. And yep. Wow. There's all kinds of things you could I'm do. I'm sorry. Oh, hold on, Michael. Are you? <laughs> that was the line? That's the line. Up the bum butt stuff? That's your baby line? Killing, baby killing is bad. You just said it. And we now know you have a wife and she's presumably somewhere in this home that you're in right now. Yeah. If she ain't screaming, I'm not creaming. <laughs> But butt stuff. <laughs> butt stuff? Ew. Uh, yeah. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Put it in the butt, never gonna nut. That's what wow. I say. <laughs> and I think he did not have that written down. That was good. That was great. That was good. That was good. Well, we do cut to John after we've learned that Emily Blunt is pregnant. So we cut to Lee, who is sitting atop a crop silo and watching over his homestead. And that's the end of our first 15 minutes. And I really wanted to watch more, but I could not. I was tasked with watching the last 15 minutes, which began at one hour, eight minutes and 45 seconds. We start with Jim Halpert's son and daughter. They're hugging. That's nice. And John Krasinski, Lee, runs through a cornfield. Don't know why. The kids are in the silo thing full of popcorn kernels, and I think... Popcorn kernels. That's that's what it looks like. And it, it almost... Corn. It's corn. corn. Oh, okay. Where popcorn comes from. Yeah, I mean, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, okay. I don't know if it's been clear at this point that Michael's never been outside. <laughs> so I think they fell in 
because they're sitting on this metal panel thing and and there's a panel missing high up on the silo. So I think they fell. Good context clues. We're good at context clues at this point, considering we've done this so many times. Yeah, we kind of have to be. Another panel is creaking in the breeze. Not good. And I pooped my pants as one of those blind arachnid mind flare looking things jumps down. Bam, it just comes at you. But the kids smartly hide under the panel, which saves their lives. Of note, though, while that's happening, the daughter, whose name is Regan or Reagan, I don't know because it wasn't spoken. I'm guessing Regan, Regan, maybe. I don't know if Regan's ever been the pronunciation of that oh, ever, so it's, but so we it's can Reagan. go with it if you want. I would say Reagan. I would say Regan, but I don't want to be on Michael's side, so I'll agree with you. <laughs> smart, smart. Okay, I'll just call her the daughter. I abstain. So, <laughs> so of note, the daughter's cochlear implant starts buzzing like crazy when the creature is near. And also of note, the actress who plays the daughter looks like if the Sixth Sense version of Haley Joel Osment transitioned. I'm just saying, you can't unsee it. She looks like a female version of Haley Joel Osment. No comments. Okay. Not looking. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of see it, I guess. Yeah. So if you, if, if you listeners could see the video, it's like Michael says something and then we all just kind of like look up at the sky and then shake our heads. <laughs> and avoid eye contact with and each other. And we just try and like pretend like we didn't hear what just happened. Okay. There's a goddamn gaping hole in the silo now. And dang nabbit, there goes the crops again. We aren't going to have corn this season. <laughs> no popcorn this season. What are we going to do with all that butter we jerked? <laughs> <laughs> Lee is still running. His beard is fuller since the first 15. That's what childbirth does to you. And the kids leap down like three stories from the silo to go hug him. Kind of surprised that they survive it so gracefully. They jumped into piles of corn. Oh, okay. Evelyn, Emily Blunt's character, is watching them from the basement on a bunch of TV screens like she's a goddamn mall security guard. Lee tells the kids to go to the truck. Marcus, the name of the boy, does. So not podcaster Marcus, but young boy Marcus. He does go to the truck. But the daughter climbs under the truck, which is ridiculous. She knows sign language better than all of them. How are you going to mess that up? What do you mean? He said, go to the truck. And she climbs under okay, the truck. Okay, to the truck. No. I mean, I, if someone told me to go to a truck, I would actually walk up and stand next to it. I wouldn't get in it. Yeah. Would you go <laughs> under it? Get in the truck. Would you go under it? Get in the truck. If there what? was a monster if chasing I was hiding me. from a giant <laughs> alien sound monster, yes, I would go under the truck. It's actually a better call. Uh, disagree. Hard disagree. Anyway. Lee grabs an axe, and we notice that there's one of these demogorgons on top of, like, the rafters of the porch, I guess you would describe it. It does Miranda. look a lot like a demogorgon, right? Yeah, yeah it really does. Yeah, a little bit. It reaches for Lee, and Lee tries to hit it with the axe, but it just sends him flying like a sack of shit. Just easily knocks him many yards away. The daughter finally gets in the truck like she was requested to do. Nope. She turns off her implant because it's buzzing again. It's like the glass of water in Jurassic Park, and it vibrates when the beast is nearby. Speaking of the beast, it breaks the glass on the truck and tries to dismantle it with the kids in it. But the battered Krasinski ain't having none of that. If he is Jim Halpert, then the creature is Dwight Schrute, and he wants to distract him from his work. But not before the sentimental music starts to play, and he signs to Regan, I love you. I have always loved you. No shit, you're her dad. Did you need to tell her that you loved her? That you always loved her? I get the I love you. Considering she killed her brother? I also would like to hear my dad say he loves me. <laughs> no, I, I'm fine with the I love you. <laughs> I'm fine with the I love you. But the I have always loved you. Like, 
I yes. think she probably thinks that he hated her after giving the toy back to his brother and yeah. getting her brother killed. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's why that happened. But also, how did you skip over the fact that the only word in this whole fucking movie was spoken a few, se- <laughs> a few seconds before this? So when when John Krasinski got whacked by the thing and went flying, the boy sticks his head out the truck and yells, Dad. Well, yeah, which makes and the... That is the reason that the monster then starts attacking the kids in the truck. Yeah, I mean, it was the only spoken word in the whole fucking movie. You can't, we can't not talk about it. Okay, fine. He says the boy says, "Dad." Okay, <laughs> but but John doesn't even care. Michael's like, not impressed. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> you're gonna say one word and make it better. <laughs> Lee has this like sentimental moment and tells his daughter how much he loves her. But what about your son that's sitting right there? He was probably pissing his pants underneath the seat still. The son knows that he loves him. And the daughter doesn't? Wow. Apparently. Potentially. Yeah. Dave, great point. Put yourself in the little boy's shoes, though. If your dad dies and right in front of you, you're right there with your sister. And he says, I love you. I've always loved you specifically to your sister. How do you know he was doing it specifically to his sister and not to both of them? Because he was like pointing at her. He's pointing at the truck. They're yeah. uh, like 100 yards away. He could have just been the, the movie told us both that, of them. It's no. just the movie was showing us this daughter. The movie told us he was telling the daughter. Well, but John Krasinski could have been talking to both uh, of them. I don't know. And what about, the, what about his new apocalypse baby? What a dick. He didn't say love no, to he the didn't baby. Say goodbye, well, yeah. the apocalypse yeah. baby might be the reason they're all dying. So <laughs> Fair. it should die. The apocalypse baby anyway. also won't remember. So That's true. That's true. Fine. I don't know. Trauma lasts a long time, Marcus. Yeah. It's never too early to start telling your baby that you love it, guys. Okay. Well, that's the takeaway. <laughs> Unless they make shit rockets. Fuck that kid. Yeah, shit rockets. <laughs> <laughs> so John Krasinski unleashes just this guttural, heart-wrenching holler to pull the monster to him, sacrificing himself for his children. It's borderline corny, but also borderline awesome, and I think I lean towards the awesome side. But it has it has a tinge of corniness. Yeah, it Fair was enough. like the expected thing is like it, when the monster was on top of the truck and John Krasinski was standing up, and then that sentimental music started. Immediately, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's just gonna he's gonna yeah. make a noise and then die." Like yeah. you knew right away. Yeah, there was a couple things in the middle that you made that I think made it even more point. I just imagine another hour of the film of silence, right? Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? That's true. Yeah, and sitting the sitting there, there for yeah. that tension. Okay. Yeah. Well, the creature decimates John Krasinski. <laughs> just decimates him. And the daughter, daughter watches. Yeah. Fucking Doesn't turn away. She like wide-eyed was watching the whole time. Yeah. Oh, you love me? Well, watch this. <laughs> Big twist. She fucking hated Lee. She <laughs> just hated him. <laughs> well, the worst dad. So Marcus, again, the boy Marcus, not podcaster Marcus, pops the truck into gear and it starts hauling ass down the hill to the main house where the kids get out and reunite in an embrace with their mom. I don't think that truck would have moved at all. What do you mean? It was downhill. It was in neutral. Yeah, it was sitting there for a year and a half. You pop the e-brake and put it into neutral. Fucking shit's going to roll down a hill. The tires would have almost assuredly been completely empty. So what? Mm. There's still there's still rims underneath. That's not how tires it, work. I don't think it would have rolled. It would <laughs> a, a year and a half of a truck just sitting, not moving in the middle of a field. It would have sunken into the into the dirt a little bit. You didn't. They did a little like. <sighs> They like jolted it into motion. Wait, Michael, what was that? What what did they do? They went. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't think this truck would have moved as easily as it did after sitting there for a year and a half. Well, you're wrong. Wouldn't it have been fucking tragic if John Grzynski sacrificed himself? He pulls the fucking thing and it just doesn't move and they all die. Yeah, (laughs) that would be great. And Emily Blunt just watches it all on the TV. Like a good (laughs) horror movie. (laughs) Yeah. Why didn't they just go inside first? 
hug inside. You know there's monsters about. I feel like the main problem right now, this like now that you've said it twice, is that you keep wanting them to go into stuff. But when you go into stuff, you don't have an easy escape route. If they go into the house, they're kind of more trapped inside the house. Yeah, you know what you do? You close the door. Close the door. Guys, guys, guys. We're, <laughs> we're all so dumb. We're all so dumb. Michael is a fucking genius, guys. Did you know that when alien monsters come here, all you got to fucking do is close the door? <laughs> They can they can rip all you got a metal uh, probably half inch thick silo wall that can hold tons of corn inside. But, you know, a wood door with glass. (laughs) No, but you you close the door and then be quiet and then they're not going to hear you and follow you into the house. The monsters are dumb. You stand in the yard and you hug and be quiet and they won't hear you. Like, what is Uh, the difference? I don't know. Well, clearly it didn't work. <laughs> clearly what they did do didn't work. So I think Michael's maybe try my way. Because we're ganging up. on. Nah, I'm just saying try my way. Maybe it would work next time. Anyway. Okay. They all head down to the basement and I shit you not. There is a blood soaked nail coming out of the one of the steps like they caught Marv in a home alone trap. Like what? What is that all about? I think there's a question about it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But why? Why is there a nail there? No idea. Okay. It's official. They do have a baby and Marcus, the boy, holds it in the corner while the daughter cries about all the scrap metal that Lee wasted working on cochlear implants. Because she thought he hated her, but he was spending all this time in the basement trying to put together a fucking hearing aid that that would work for her. (laughs) How dumb is she that she thinks her dad hates her? She's a kid. She basically <laughs> killed her brother. She gave her brother the item that killed him. If he hated her, he would just like send her off and let her be eaten by the monsters. But he doesn't. He protects her and takes care of her because he loves her. Yeah, Ugh. but it could be more, more resentment than hate as well, which, you know, you're not going to go kill your daughter if you resent her, but you will live with it and let it fester. Also, that comment you made of like, obviously he loves her or he would have just sent her off to die is not surprising to me, but also absolutely like crazy ridiculous that if we were in an apocalypse and a kid wandered up to you and needed help, be like, "Mm -mm, nope, I don't need you. That's not what I'm saying. I don't don't know you. I don't love you. That's not what I said. I don't I don't (laughs) hate that random kid. Unless I knew that kid from the past and he did something to spite me in the past, then yeah, I'd hate okay, him. Well, but... no, let, let's do this. Let's do this, Michael. There yeah. is a there is a kid. Let's see what level it is. There's a kid that used to make a whole bunch of racket in the neighborhood. Put a baseball, destroyed your window one time, it destroyed your ship in a bottle that took you years <laughs> to make. <laughs> That's what I assume you do. I don't know. A- yep. Apocalypse happens. <laughs> a kid comes up and says, "Help! Help! I need help. What do you do?" I would protect that kid. Okay, let's take it worse. Uh, a kid in the neighborhood, fucking wise Al, a kid killed your dog. Killed oh. your dog with this car. And he came up and said, help, help, I need help. I wouldn't kill him, but I wouldn't help him. If he killed my dog, I wouldn't help him. That's fair. It was an accident. Is that a psychopath? What kind of accident? Car accident. <laughs> you were driving the so car? this kid was driving yeah. a car and his kid's dog. 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> then I would say you're an adult. You're an adult in most states. Figure it out yourself, bro. <laughs> I'm weirdly uh, with Michael on this one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just trying to find where the line is. So the electricity starts to flicker, and of course, one of those things comes downstairs. Again, should have closed the door. Evelyn points a rifle at it, and the thing starts to get pissed at how blind it is, just knocking over TVs and shit. There's some great use of shifting to the daughter's perspective again, so we get pure silence. Really, really good every time they do that. And then the whiteboard with weakness on it finally pays off. She realizes that the creatures are deaf like she is or or again or hearing impaired. But where there's the pure silence, I would say probably deaf. And she just cranks up the feedback on her implant, sending the thing into a pain tizzy. 
You think that the monsters are deaf? No, no, sorry. They're not deaf. She's deaf. They have another disability. The whole point yeah, of this yeah. movie is so that... Yes. <laughs> because that they can super hear. hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. But that is part of their weakness. That becomes their weakness. Is that they? Have yes. I think that weakness. was the whole point is she figured out yes. that sign, sound is their strength and their weakness. Correct. And I, I misworded it, so thank you for clarifying. Yeah. She goes for the jugular and shoves the implant against a microphone, which causes major feedback, giving the creature a debilitating migraine, and it basically just gets knocked out. Hmm. But after a few moments, it gets up, but um, Evelyn immediately blasts it in the face, and Kurt Cobain's it, and just green ooze pours out its dead head. Victory. Kurt Cobain's it? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I'm not even going to ask. But to Kurt Cobain someone else, I feel like just goes against the initial <laughs> part of that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If it picked up the gun and shot it s- itself, you can't then it would suicide someone else. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> you're murder. wrong. You're wrong, Michael. What you're you're missing in the reference is now that this monster is dead, the family is experiencing nirvana. Wow. Full circle. I like it. And his blood smells a little bit like teen spirit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It smells like teen spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, victory is short-lived because Evelyn and the daughter look to the screens and they see the other two creatures from the area running toward the house, but they ain't scared as... The daughter cranks up the microphone volume, and it ends with the sound of Evelyn cocking her rifle, just like the right before the cash register sound in MIA's Paper Planes. You know the sound. And, oh shit, I smell a sequel. Mm -hmm. That's the movie. Mm -hmm. That's how it ends. That's it. Yeah. Woo! Now, before we get into the questions that Nick and Marcus were gracious enough to create for us about the middle, let us get into a center commercial. Mm, quietly. Today, we have an important request of you. Will you just go and rate and review our show, please? I think we should whisper this entire thing because it's a quiet place. Okay. We really love when you guys rate and review our show. And what happens is when you do that, we move up the iTunes charts or up all the different charts on all the different platforms. So if you like rate and review us, other people will find the show. And the more people that listen, the more cool stuff that we could do and the better we can make it. I think I'm better at whispering than you. I have like a lot of energy this morning, so whispering's really hard. But we would definitely appreciate that. And you can also listen to older episodes. We have a whole back catalog of 100 plus episodes. What are you doing? Yeah, go back if you found the show a few weeks ago or even a few months ago. We've been doing this for like two and a half years. There's like a million episodes. Like a million is definitely an overstatement. It's an overstatement. There's like 100. Yeah. Why are you repeating what I already said? I don't know. Okay. You know what else you can do? Good transition, idiot. So they could go and send us a message or go review all the fun stuff we're posting on all the social medias. TikTok's always fun. Instagram always fun. At the underscore center underscore cut. Yeah. And if you want to send us a message, send it to thecentercutcast at gmail.com or podinbox.com slash thecentercut. Yeah. Yeah, send us a whispery message. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, are you ready to ask us some questions about the middle? Only can I just say, what a great ad spot. You guys are so fantastic. Yeah, I would, that was totally, fantastic, I yeah. would totally buy and or participate uh-huh. in that product. I endorse <laughs> whatever that was. Yeah. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I am ready to win as usual. Everyone knows the drill. Actually, this one in particular, I'm really confident to win just because it is clear from the first half of this episode that you have no idea what the fuck is going on in this movie. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, David. We'll see. Okay. Emily Blunt's character is pregnant and gives birth during the film. What name do they end up giving the baby? I think um, the baby's name is... No, I actually, it's not, I mean, obviously it is silent in sound, but I think they <laughs> give the baby a name. I, I feel like it's kind of corny and they do something to like, like hope. I'm going to go with hope. Ooh. That is a great guess. Okay. Yeah. So like most name questions we usually get, I think this is a trick question. And I'm actually with Dave's joke answer. I think its name is, I really do. When, when my dad was a kid, he had a pet turtle and he named it. Somehow that explains so much about you, Michael. Oh, you don't even you don't even know the first thing about Michael's dad. <laughs> well, I, I I do know the first thing he named his turtle. Yeah, <laughs> that that is, um, no, but I really I really think that's the daughter's name. It doesn't have an official name because they don't talk, and you're not going to sign a name like there's no sign language motion for Michael, for example, unless you spell it out. Like, yeah, I could spell out M I. But you know how annoying that would be, especially yes. if the kid's name was like chrysanthemum or something. Long. Like I will say this about sign language: there are the way they a lot of times they'll end up doing names initially to introduce themselves. They'll like sign the letters for their name, but usually they'll you're you have a given name in ASL, and so to just just shorthand, basically like your friends will give you a nickname. Like a word that has yeah, a sign. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that that makes sense. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But I'm saying there's yeah, yeah. not actually an official name because you... I'm gonna. I like. I think you could potentially be right on this. Like, I could see them essentially having the conversation of we're not giving this baby a name until we can speak it. Yeah. They don't actually give the baby a name. They don't have time because the baby's born and then everyone kind of dies and runs away. And then I think he, there's a sequel. And I think even in the sequel, it doesn't have a name. I think that's a point for me. I think that's a point for me. It was almost a point for Dave. They but... get to decide the pointage. Can I have a point, please, sir? Yeah, that's, that's a point for, for you. That's a point for you. You still feeling confident, Dave? Uh, yes. <laughs> One nothing. Okay. In the film, there is a scene where a lantern is knocked over. <gasps> what board game were, they, were the kids playing during this scene? What board game? They were playing, don't wake daddy. No, that would be too on the nose. No, no, no. That game is actually loud like to actually yep. play it and win it. So no, I, I think it does have to be something quiet. So basically all games with dice are out because dice are loud. And then like Operation out, Hungry Hungry Hippos out. So I am going to go with Scrabble. The bag that the letters are in, velvety soft and quiet. Scrabble is a like quiet a, game. Like a moccasin. Yep, like a, it's like a moccasin <laughs> full of letters. It's true. <laughs> Have you shaken those tiles around in the Scrabble tiles? Well, you don't shake them in this. Loud. Well, yeah, you can, but you wouldn't it do it. It takes 20 minutes to mix up the letters before you can start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My answer is Scrabble. I'd say that there, there are such things as dice trays that can make rolling a dice much quieter. Originally, I kind of thought Scrabble too, but I want to be different from you. So I'm going to say uh, Monopoly. Too cliche. Well, the answer is Monopoly. What? Wow. Oh Dave coming they in. They replace all the pieces with pieces of felt. <laughs> and they roll the dice on a big thick rug. Wow. Um, trash. Absolute trash. Okay, one to one. Okay, next question. 
What discovery regarding sounds does John Krasinski show his son? This is sort of a complex question, but... Yeah, this is the hardest question for me to answer. So I would say that uh, he figures out that sound has wavelengths and that only the higher wavelengths are something that the monsters can hear. So lower register sounds operate at a higher wavelength and does not enter the ears of the monsters and they can't hear them. Okay. Like I said, this was the hardest one for me. The only thing I can think of is that he figured out that they don't like the feedback noises like we see at the end. Not necessarily the high versus the low, just like the, the feedback. And he just didn't get a chance to tell his wife and daughter yet. So the daughter had to figure it out herself. And the movie version of Marcus didn't get a chance to tell them yet either. Because as soon as he got into the house there at the end, he had to hold the baby. So he didn't really have a chance to say, hey, just do the feedback. Or kill him. It's kind of a weak answer, I know, but it's it's the best I've got. That's fair enough. It is a weirdly worded question because there was not a lot that happened in the middle. So I tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> are we the rules arbiter? Of you are. This? Yeah, like, you just yes. yeah. I think we should give Dave a quarter of a point. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to give Dave a whole point. <laughs> oh, fuck no. It's close he, was <laughs> he was he wrong. He was wrong, but we got to give a point each time. You can, it doesn't have to be a whole point. You can give a quarter or half points. I yeah. would say half a point. I'd fight for half a point. Okay. okay. All right. How about? A point four five. I will say the answer is that basically if there is louder constant sound nearby, you can have conversations and talk as long as it's quieter than the noise around it. So like rivers and waterfalls, you can talk near them because the constant sound the uh creatures don't care about oh so do they actually talk in the middle yeah so they, yeah. they have a whole uh, conversation wow. he has a nice bonding moment with his son and they the do the, the the big like screaming under a truck but they scream under a waterfall to like let uh, out like, yeah oh. interesting okay so david has 0.45 points so one to 1.45 yeah speaking of the waterfall on their trip to the waterfall who or what do John Krasinski and his son run into? I think it's that dumb rocket that his other dead son had and a small pile of bones that belonged to him. Oh, no. It, no, I, I think it ma- it makes Lee want to cry, but he has to hold back the tears so he doesn't wake those blind fuckers. I'm feeling pretty confident with it. Wow. He finds the rocket because he's in the area where they could have brought it to. That's interesting. I think it's something in nature, like a, like a, a deer. Cool. You're both wrong. Damn it. Okay. It's really fucking sad. They run across an old man who's like standing there very ominously. Mm-hmm. And he's and it's, and it's pretty scary because it's a fucking tension filled movie. And it's like, oh, my God, what's happening? Is he going to talk? And then you look down. It's a little unclear, but his dead wife is there. Mm. I, I took away that she either died by an attack or she fell or something like that happened. And he had no more reason to live. So he screamed. So mm. he could die. He he kills himself. Was his wife a pile of bones at that point? No, no, oh, she he just fresh, freshly fresh. Don't even try. He's oh, I was trying to get a half a point bones. for her because I mentioned mm. a pile of bones, but yeah. he did mention a pile of bones, a pile of dead boy bones. Very specifically, the boy That's he hated. True. That is true. true. If he just said pile yeah. of bones, I feel like we would have given okay. him. All right, one to one point four five. Okay, what does Emily Blunt step on while heading into the basement? And more specifically, how does it happen? Yeah, so I think she steps on the nail. We see her with uh, her her foot wrapped, uh, bloody. We see blood next to the nail when we see it. When she's, uh, so I think she stepped on the nail. How that came to happen, hmm. Part of me kind of thinks that it was put there kind of like a trap to stop something from coming down the stairs or potentially slow it. I don't know. One nail. <laughs> One nail. 
It's worse and than it the just, door. It's super <laughs> odd that there's one. Why the hell would there be one nail sticking up? It's very weird. Or maybe that step kind of gave way and that nail poked up underneath. I don't know. But I think that what the reason that she stepped on it is because she was walking with the baby and wasn't paying attention and stepped on the nail. Okay. I, I mean, I'm 100, 100% with you that it's the Home Alone Marv nail coming out the step. But I think that this was not originally their farmhouse. I think they co-opted it after the whole apocalypse went down. I, I don't know if you agree with that, Dave. Do you think it's their house originally or do you I think don't it's know. something they stole? I think it's something they stole. So they didn't know about the nail there and she was down in the basement not having seen the nail and she was oh shit, I'm pregnant and she ran up the stairs and stepped on the nail. <laughs> oh shit, I'm pregnant. I must run. <laughs> well, you guys are right that it was a nail, but Nick, you want to give the reason? Yeah, so I, I mean, you both get a point. I was like, if you could have got bonus points, if you got more to it, yeah, because obviously it was the nail. But it, it's it's really good tension building. It's what the movie does really well. It's basically she's doing laundry and her, the laundry bag gets snagged, and she pulls the laundry bag free. And then when that happens, just ten minutes before is when the nail comes up. Ah, okay. And then she has to go downstairs to get to all this stuff, and obviously she didn't know the nail was there. And yeah. it was it was ah. just what Dave said. You know what, Dave? I'll give you a point. Oh, oh, two. So you got point two point four seven <laughs> because she, uh, she there is a great scene where she goes on it and she has to be silent. And she does uh, not throw the baby. OK, I did not like all of the the Chekhov's nail thing. Like they kept showing the nail over and over. Yeah. Again oh, like and, like it's coming. Like, you yeah, know, no, like, yeah, that's a little it's a nail on the floor. Like whatever. I kind of like yeah. stuff like that where like they show it happen and then they just completely leave. Like it's it's gone and dead to us. Exactly, and then 30 minutes yeah. later, something happens with it. But yeah. yeah. No, it seems like that's what this movie does, though, because they did the same thing with the rocket. I, you knew something was going to happen with the rocket. I didn't know it was going to be that yeah. quick, but Agreed. Like, you, you knew something was going to happen. That's this movie's shtick. All right, we're running. Out, I'm running out of real estate to catch up here, Dave. But it's two to two point four seven. Where, where does Emily Blunt end up giving birth? I think symmetrically, it would be the most beautiful if it was in that pickup truck, because that's where pickup truck area is where Lee leaves this spiritual plane, and. If his offspring came into the world in that same place, dude, dude. Plus, it's like a it's like a mobile hospital. One of those creatures is getting close. You just pop the e-brake and let it coast down the hill away from it. Plus, with the windows, it kind of masks some of the sound. So I'm going to go. I'm going with it. She gave birth in the pickup truck. You know, I had an original answer that was a, a bathtub like surrounded by like sheets and stuff to try and make it as quiet as possible. And it could be right. And I'll be sad if it, it was and I just completely disregarded it. However, after your explanation of what Lee discovered with sound, I think that it was like in the pond where the waterfall is falling or under the waterfall or something like that to try and mask the sound of the actual birth. Holy shit, Dave, you are a genius. Because that is such a good answer. It's the wrong answer, oh, okay. yeah, but it perfect. was what they should have done sure. after showing us that they discovered that yeah. the waterfall can dampen the sound. And then, yeah, water birth you know, in a stream or something. Exactly. is what they should have done, yeah. but they went with a bathtub. <laughs> yes. I feel like I should get some credit. No. Come on. Michael, what did you say? The truck? Truck. Michael, you said a truck? Yeah, in the truck. <laughs> truck is shaped like a bathtub i'll give michael 0.1 points more 0.17 so it's 2.17 to 2.47 horseshit if he wins this i'm gonna be pissed funny that's hilarious describe to the best of your ability the device they use to keep the baby quiet 
Is so a pillow? No, I don't think that they just covered this baby with a pillow. I think that that is going to be Michael's answer. So my guess is like like a face mask, like an os- oxygen mask with a tube connecting it to like a large tank that's filled with cotton balls to dampen the sound. Wow. Okay. It's not, not bad, I guess. I have experience on this one with a baby of my own. And I think the best device to keep your baby quiet is the television. I'm talking Disney Jr., Nick Jr. It's the only way to eat dinner in peace. <laughs> Trust. Uh, no, I. <laughs> that's clearly not the right answer. I think it's a muzzle, like a little baby muzzle. You just cover <laughs> the baby's mouth so it can it can still breathe out its nose. It'll learn to shut up so it can breathe. Trust. Oh Why do you keep God. saying trust? I don't know. I like, trust. <laughs> I like it. It's just a new thing I stumbled upon. Trust. <laughs> okay. So the answer is closest to Dave. So I Damn think Dave it. should get the point. But basically uh. what they end up doing is building a box for the baby that they just shove it in and it's covered in like blankets and stuff and pillows. And so they and shove the baby in the box, they close it and there's no like oxygen that can get out. Schrodinger's baby. So they have a oxygen mask that the baby is hooked up to wow. that is connected to a tank that they carry around and they have this whole elaborate setup just to keep the baby quiet. So Dave, with that one, you get three more points. That's five. <laughs> wow. All right, man. It's not looking good for me here. No, you better have a really good answer for this one. Nick, last question. A third movie in the Quiet Place franchise is going to be called what? Now, this really isn't about the middle. It's just more about us getting to think about the movie and what could be. So I guess it's tangential. Yeah, it's to give you a chance, Michael. Yeah, okay. yeah. are you asking <laughs> to not include this question? Because no, 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 no. okay. I agree so if, the, if that's our argument. <laughs> the third movie in the franchise is it's going to be called A Quiet Thrice. <laughs> Interesting. I think it's called Quiet Places. And it introduces a number of survivors that are in different areas that are all kind of trying to finally work together and using the radios on Morse code to figure out a solution to this alien problem long term. Wow. Dave, you should pitch that. That sounds like it should be a TV show on HBO or something. Yeah, it's pretty good. Or on Paramount Plus, so no one would watch it. (laughs) It's also close to the plot of the second one. Oh, is it? It is. Yeah, yeah, it's close. So what about mine? Mine can't be pitched to be a movie, too? What was yours again? (laughs) (laughs) A Quiet Thrice. But what's it about? It's just the third version. It's the same thing over and over. (laughs) What what happens in the film? (laughs) What's your pitch? They have another baby. Baby's grown now, and now that one dies from our loud rocket. Yep, the baby's grown, and it dies with a with a spaceship toy (laughs) again. Yeah, and then Emily Blunt finds a new husband, and they make another new baby. And that new husband hates the old babies, (laughs) but then at the end, he says, "I love you," and we find out that he loved them the whole time. Oh, that's good. Uh, Well, you're both wrong. Damn it. Uh, the movie is called A Quiet Place Day One, Ooh, and it goes back the to the original prequel. Yeah. Well, Marcus, I think you're actually wrong. That is a spinoff. They're actually coming out with A Quiet Place Part Three. Are they it's really? a spinoff and a sequel. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, literally, I'm looking at the... Oh, wow. I mean, well, then A Quiet Place Part Three, that's closest to A Quiet Thrice. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but it's not, so... <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm sorry, that. Michael. Thank I you. tried. Yeah, I don't know, Mike. Uh, uh, Marcus, what do you want to give him? What do you want to give him for that? Six six points, two points, <laughs> negative one point. What do you think? Uh, I would say two points. So the final score is four point one seven, Michael, and five point four seven. Close game. <sighs> our highest, our highest scoring episode yet. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, guys, I cherish the time that we had together today. <laughs> Let us spend a minute talking about your show because people need to check it out. I I shouted out the everything everywhere episode earlier. 
but I couldn't not reference your Bo Burnham's Inside episode. It's one of my favorites of yours because I appreciated the earnesty in which you both discuss depression on it. And, and it's and it's that sincerity that I think makes you two the scholars and us the class clowns. We're not dumb class mm-hmm. clowns, but we're still class clowns nonetheless. So that's another great episode that you really should check out um, in these guys' catalog. But gentlemen, here is your last chance. Where should people be going? What should they be doing if they want to find you and listen to you? Guys, we would love to have you. We have a community growing. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash now try this cast where we give you guys the power to Michael and Dave, you can join mm-hmm. to get, to, get, to make give us the challenge once a month. So you guys decide to challenge us so you guys take the place as our best friend and make us watch something you love and only the dollar tier everyone can vote on it but if you donate five dollars you can give those suggestions and right now uh we got some great suggestions going on like goodfellas and a league of their own the new prime show so i'm, I'm excited to see what we're gonna have to watch you can always check us out on twitch.tv slash now try this cast we record uh live every thursday 8 p.m Eastern standard time you can get our podcast anywhere you can get podcasts it's just called now try this and Marcus and I would love to have you. I like that you mentioned the Bo Burnham episode and the everything everywhere all at once, because I feel like the thing that I love about this podcast and doing it with Nick is that it is media that is personal to us. And obviously, I feel like in a lot of review podcasts, that's lost on yep. the review. Mm. It is like, this is a good movie. And I think people are trying to be objective. And I, I don't think we are objective in our podcast at all. Yeah, Marcus, you tell Center Cup what they're doing wrong. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. I love <laughs> this premise. This is great. It was so fun being on this episode. I love it. I just mean like other podcasts. You mentioned we were scholarly and I would probably disagree with that. <laughs> a lot of butt jokes but <laughs> good but thank you for the kudos guys we actually love your show too we're so glad we finally got to be on here and we look forward to the next time yeah thank you so much guys thanks guys absolutely wow those guys were incredible it worth Ugh. the weight worth their weight in gold i just really loved how much they hated you <laughs> That's my favorite part. They didn't hate. They were embellishing, David. Mm, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. They just they just messaged me and they said, nope, we hated him. Well, regardless, we now need to decide what we think about this movie. So it is time for a center count. Center counts. I'm going to give this a four out of seven. I think it is a very cool premise. I think it's interesting and not something that a lot of things have done, although I am definitely not a horror movie person, so it could be out there a million times and I have no idea. It was done pretty cool, and I like the acting, even with the kids. The fact that you know, you're know you silent for extended periods of time can kind of be a lot. Talking is when we do most of our emoting. It's interesting that they were able to really portray feeling and emotion without talking but it's not for me i don't like horror movies and there were some parts that were a little kind of sticky schlocky so four out of seven i'm close to you i went five out of seven that first 15 minutes man i was i was hooked i was legitimately annoyed when i had to pause i am a sucker for post-apocalyptic media that is a thing about me so this definitely fits that i just i love the idea of things that were once populous and touched on by like countless human beings becoming abandoned that just it just looks and feels cool to me like your penis like my penis i also it was once populous that's true and now it's rarely touched by humans correct i also Mm -hmm. like the silent (laughs) aspect it's just a cool thing that sets it apart yeah for sure makes it different but i think the end was underwhelming outside of john krasinski sacrificing himself like that part was it was i don't want to say it was cool but like i liked it it made it 
heartwarming, but the rest of the last 15 just didn't do a ton for me. Yeah, it didn't seem terribly resolved. No, which I mean, I guess it wasn't because there's now a sequel and even a third one and a spinoff coming out. So maybe that was by design. But I think, I mean, just the fact that I'm rating a horror-ish movie, a five out of seven, I think is a pretty big victory. Yeah. I would definitely be open to watching the middle of this movie. For me too. I'd say like basically any horror movie is going to come out zero to three probably for me. So the fact that it's even above half is pretty impressive. Yep. So that is where we were at. I like it. Mm -hmm. Now, David, I'm done with being quiet for a little bit. What do we have coming up next? Let's be loud. We're going to be deciding who we'd rather marry. Lee Abbott, John Krasinski from A Quiet Place or Jim Halpert. John Krasinski from The Office. Yeah, it is going to be a John Krasinski party, and I am excited to discuss who I would rather marry. Both? No. I am confident with my answer on this one before even debating. I doubt you will be able to change my mind, but we'll talk about it. It'll still be fun. Yes. Looking forward to that. And what do we have coming up after that? After that, we're going to be covering our next TV show, The Bear, a show on FX, so also on Hulu if you have it, but The Bear. Another loud thing. Another loud thing, but this one isn't scary or horror or weird. Well, it's weird and there's a lot of loud tension. So I guess for some weak individuals, it may be scary, but I love confrontation. So I'm I'm about that life. Yeah, that makes sense. Perfect. Well, that all sounds fun. If you haven't already, now is your chance. Head to the show notes. Go check out now try this those guys as you just heard were awesome they're smart they're funny and they're they're kind of handsome they're not as handsome as us but they're kind of handsome yeah yeah but they're amazing go check it out it's great like the gooey flesh between my alien armor plates it's always better in the center (laughs) 